Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Koski, an attorney who became a mediator. I work to guide couples through their divorce with as much ease as we possibly can. I know that this can be a very scary time for people. And the purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of divorce and to teach people that there is a better way to do it. And if you have kids, you know that the best thing you can do for them is to be a united front. We're so happy that you're here. Today on Doing Divorce Different, we have Jennifer Warren Medwin, and she is an author. She's a divorce coach and a mediator. And you are going to want to have a pen and paper for this. In fact, I even got coached a little bit through this podcast. She has tips to help you thrive through a divorce and beyond, and also talks a little bit about um, trying to decide if it is time for a divorce. So she works with couples maybe staying together couples divorcing or trying to make that decision. Um, She just talks about keep moving forward. And one of my favorite quotes, well, there were a lot of them, but one of them is that happiness is an inside job. You're going to love this episode. Welcome listeners. You are in for a treat today. I am so, I feel so blessed to have this woman with me. It's Jennifer Warren. Medwin. And the more that I research Jen, um, the more I realize that she's here for you if you're going through a divorce, but even just life stuff. So I love that. And listeners, if you are in the midst of a divorce, wondering if you should get a divorce, you are tuned in to the right episode because um, Jennifer is an author, she's a mediator, and she's a divorce coach. And I just ordered your book, Jen, so I haven't read it yet, but I have heard all about it, and it's strategies and tips from a divorce coach, and what I've heard is it's basically having a divorce coach in your back pocket by having this book. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Well, and I, in this podcast, I always have my guests kind of tell their story about how they got here and how they are helping people through this process. So what led you here? Well, that's an interesting question. You know, I um, have my MS in psychology and education, and I've always been the type of person who could delve into any self-help book and loves to learn and loves to keep moving forward. And many years ago, I was married for 17 years and 
I was unhappy for a very long time in my marriage. And I stayed in the marriage for a long time, predominantly why, like many people do, because I had two young children and I really wanted them to have a certain family as they move forward. And once I was able to get divorced, it was the greatest gift that I had given to myself. And even though I struggled in between and divorce, whether you want it or you don't want it, it, it's, it has many different tentacles, right? And, um, but there are always so many messages in the mess. And when I had time to reflect on the process, I realized that there had to be an easier way. If there was more education before people actually delved into the process. And if that education could be made in a very um, hands-on, easily explained approach, people would be in a better position to move forward without making what I call the 12 biggest mistakes of divorce. So I went back to school. Good for you. Okay. So you went back to school and you thought, I'm going to be a divorce coach. I'm going to be a divorce mediator or both. Well, at first I went back to become a certified divorce coach and I loved so many of the skills and strategies that I was learning that it was a catalyst to becoming a mediator. And I'm both a divorce mediator and a marital mediator and marital mediation is something new. It's a new, relatively newer niche in the mediation field. Well, and I'd like to learn a little bit more about that because as I dug into you, kind of stalked you, I mm-hmm. saw that you, I mean, you don't only help with divorce, you help with reconciliation. Is that kind of what the marriage mediation? It, you know, marital mediation is, you know, let's say your house is on fire. The, the relationship is you're really struggling and yet you want to put divorce on the bookshelf. So marital mediation is, is about working with a mediator for approximately six months on various skills to help you decide whether divorce is really the answer. And, you know, so many of us move through life on autopilot and we don't stop to realize that we don't even know who we are when we are our best selves. So we always start with who are you when you're your best self? Inevitably, both partners say they they don't, they can't even answer it until they actually allow themselves time to be still and quiet and really brainstorm. I call it a brain dump Mm -hmm. on what makes them so unique and special. And there are other skills like what are their conflict management strategies? How do they communicate, which I know you and I feel very strongly about how people communicate either enhances or empowers the situation or it minimizes and disempowers a situation. And that's, you know, if you're not communicating effectively, that's where people get very position based. Right. And that tends to lead to conflict. We also talk about body language. How do you present yourself? Most people are unaware of how they are presenting themselves to people. Mm-hmm. We talk about love language. What is your love language? You know, just because you may love words of affirmation, if you give words of affirmation to your partner, maybe that doesn't fill their love tank. 
So you can be complete, you can have completely opposite love languages and yet recognizing what fills your soul and what fills the soul of your partner is so valuable. And also intimacy, right? We go skills of intimacy, not just physical intimacy. You know, how do you create intimacy in your, in your marriage? And we, we have seen a lot of success where, where people can really find their way back to each other. Well, and I, I do, I always love to hear that because I've been married for 30 years. So I love marriage when it can work. And yet I do what I do because I know that sometimes it's time. And I think that with what we're, you're doing with these couples, that even if they do decide to move forward with the divorce, they are gaining skills that are going to make them divorce better, parent better, um, you know, and just behead it down the right direction. We don't need to do this like we have been, to, you know, doing divorce different. That's the name of the podcast. That is what I am about. I, um, I want people to have integrity and kindness. And, you know, I think what is so hard for my clients, and I try to, you know, get them in the right mindset before we do a mediation, but sometimes that's really hard. And maybe you can speak to this a little bit. You're going through the divorce and it's emotional and you have to go through it, right? It's so how can I always am trying to come up with ways for clients to kind of calm their minds in the moment so that, um, you know, they're able to see what the real issues are and able to communicate. Well, do you have any little tips that would help clients with that? You know, that's a great question. And I, it all comes back really to your mindset. And something, you know, when we are more educated, and that could be on, you know, what the divorce process is, on how we communicate, or what our conflict management strategies are, we're able to, to relax a little bit more, and to really focus on understanding instead of defending. And I'm sure many of the listeners and viewers recognize that it's so important to practice a pause before actually saying what it is you want to say. And there is a great formula that I teach my clients. I've developed a lot of frameworks. This is not one of them, but this is a formula that I live by. And, and I, I, found, I found so much success with. It's E plus R equals O. Okay, I'm writing this down. So E is the event. Okay, let's say you're sitting at mediation. R is how you react or respond. And the O is the outcome. So if you can, if you're sitting in mediation and it's not going the way you want it to, if you can create an awareness of how you are feeling physiologically and say to yourself, E plus R equals O, how you react and respond is going to have a direct impact on the outcome. And that is where your control lies. Your control is always in how you react and respond. And what I say to my clients, because oftentimes I do go to mediation when I'm at, when I'm acting as a coach, I go to mediation with my clients and I always say to them, remember, you are the boss of this process. Part of reacting and responding is if you feel yourself getting so overwhelmed, you can say, I need a timeout. I need some time to just reflect. 
And in that reflection, you know, when you, there's this, there's a skill that I teach my clients that when you think it, you write it, and then you say it. And then that little bit of a timeout, you can, you can go outside. You could not, you can go for a walk if you want, but you can leave the room and you can just take some time so that you can regain how you are going to re to respond um, to a situation. I think that's so important. And I am going to make sure that I remind my clients of that before we start. And the mm -hmm. thing, when I do my mediations, I do it on a flat fee. So we can even just stop stop for the day and just to know that that's available to them because maybe they need to pull back, you know, go home, do some work on it, write down how they're feeling and then come back. Um, so that's one way we can build a little space while we're going through something that feels like it needs to be done right away. Yeah. This is, this is leading me to a question that I have written down. How does one set the intention of remaining calm in challenging situations? So this is something that I, this is a little tip I could, you know, throw out to people before we start. Right. And, and, and it is true. You know, one thing I want to say before I, I answer that question is so much of understanding and evolving through your comfort zone is having an awareness of what your patterns of behavior are, behavior are and how you manage conflict. And, you know, once you have an awareness, you can start working on acceptance, right? Yeah. Accepting whether it's a negative pattern, let's say an inherited pattern that you want to work through. Um, owning it is the only way that you can move through it. So I call that the three A's framework. You have an awareness, then you ex have an acceptance, and only when you accept, you can act, which is action. Okay. Now, remaining calm is really important, especially when you're in a high conflict situation. Mm -hmm. So the framework that I've developed or the mnemonic phrase that I've developed for remaining calm is one, connecting to your breath. Now, okay. your breath is the one thing you come into life with that you also die with. It is the one thing that is always patiently waiting for you. And what I teach my clients is it could be one breath that starts <laughs> to settle you. You can visualize smelling your favorite flower. Why? Because flowers evoke a happier energy and the scent makes you feel good. And then you hold your breath for, it could be one or two seconds. And then you release it as if you're blowing out the candles in your birthday cake. Why those two images? Because they're both, they have the tendency to be happy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, the C in calm stands for connect to your breath. Okay. The, a is allow time to slow down. And in breathing, you are allowing time to just slow down a little bit. It goes back to that gray rock principle. You know, when we're in mediation and we're feeling very emotional, we tend to be black and white, zero to 100. It's so important that we help 
our clients see shades of gray, mm-hmm. right? Because there are things that are to the letter of the law. And then there are custom provisions that can be negotiated and settled upon if individuals have an openness, have a willingness to stand on that gray rock. And that just to me is screaming creativity. They have the ability to create this how they want it to a degree. That's right. That's right. And, and they, it's so important. And one of the things that I find that clients forget all the time, and I know I mentioned this earlier, but it's so important. I want to say it again. They are the boss of their process, not the professionals they work with. They are hiring these professionals to help them with in certain areas on the legal side, on the emotional side, on the financial side. And yet they are the boss. So I think it's really important to educate our clients in, in, in what, with that knowledge. The L is leaning in to awareness. And that's something that I, I discussed earlier with the three A's framework, because no behavior can change without the awareness. And we don't need to feel bad about a pattern that we become aware of. By acknowledging it, we're one third of the way towards changing it if we can find acceptance. Right. Right. I'm all about how do we move forward? How do we bridge the gap between where we are now and where you want to be or where you want to go? And the M is really doing your best to maintain positivity. And I know that this is a really challenging call to action. And yet my entire practice, Seeking Empowerment Clarity Through Partnership, is based on the empowerment dynamic. And that is just fundamentally, human beings are always at choice. And at the most basic level, here's the choice. In any situation, you're either a victim or you're a creator, right? And it's okay to feel like a victim. What's not healthy is to park yourself in that victimhood. At some point, in order to grow, there needs to be that switch to being the creator. Can I ask you to a question? Okay, so that maintain positivity. Sometimes that is so hard. And I find in my own life and my own work that I have to believe it. So sometimes I take baby steps where I might go, um, like say I stand on the scale and I gain five pounds Mm -hmm. and I just, you know, and then I just stop and I go, I have a body. (laughs) Yes. I mean, is that maybe one way? Because we can't, I don't want to try to believe something that I can't believe because then I'm not going to buy it and it's not going to change the feeling. Does that make sense to you? It makes total sense. And what I want to call your attention to, and this is something that, you know, I I obviously I'm a human being, even though I know these skills, I make mistakes. Always remind myself that they're the stepping stones for growth. Mm -hmm. I want to remind everybody that how we speak to ourselves, our inner dialogue, 
is so empowering. And I'm going to give you some examples. Can I use you as an example? Oh my gosh, I love that. And honey, that is starred on my paper for the next thing I wanted to ask you about. So there you go. So can I use some of the examples oh. I've extrapolated from our conversation? Yes, okay. Ma'am. So one of the things you just organically said is, I have to believe. Right. Okay. Have is a very disempowering word. It creates a judgment. Gotcha. The opposite and what really encourages and enhances empowerment is I choose to or I want to. I want to believe. And I, I frequently, and, and I don't say always because that's another disempowering word. I frequently find myself saying to my clients, when we go over disempowering versus empowering words, don't take my word for it. Go in front of a mirror and say the sentence with the disempowering word have, and then say the sentence with the empowering word choose or want, and you will feel yourself. You will feel the energy either rise or, or, you know, go down or decrease. Okay. Here's another one. You said, um, I try to explain to my clients dot, dot, dot. Try is another disempowering word. What's more empowered. And I think that you, you, once I say it, you'll say, Jen, yeah, that's really what I'm saying. Commit. I'm committed helping my clients or telling my clients X, Y, Z. This is all so clear to me when you're telling me this and so eye-opening because I do feel it. Like when I say, I have to believe, and then I went, I choose to believe. Yes. Very different feeling. No one has ever pointed, I've never had this pointed out to me before, which I love because I, like you, am a self-help guru, queen. I have a coach. I am committed to. I love that because I am committed to my clients. And I know, and I, and I, and, and I hear you and I felt it. And yet the inner dialogue, the words we use can diffuse the power that we're creating. Right. And I want to give you one more example. Cause it really, it called out to me when, when you said it, baby steps. So a baby has no control over his or her life. So I encourage my clients to remove that saying oh. their vocabulary. And we substitute it with either brave bites or micro steps forward, right? Because, and by the way, Brave Bites comes from Lady Gaga. That uh. <laughs> came comes from Ariana Huffington. And just, just a shout out to them. Um, and those are empowering ways to get yourself to move forward. Okay, you have just brought to my attention. I'm going to forget that I'm hosting this because I'm so <laughs> enamored. So... I want to use empowering words. I And I know like the first step is to become aware, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't even have that awareness yet. So well, how do I, I mean, 
do you have, now I said I ordered your book. Mm-hmm. Are there tips in there to get me moving toward that empowerment? And I'm so happy you said that. There's a whole chapter on vocabulary and the words we use um, to help empower us. And I have to say the other day I learned something. And again, empowerment is, is you know, I spend my life researching. Look at this. The word empower. What are the first two letters? E-M. Switch them around. Me power. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, and, and how do we set the intention of creating more of the me power? And, it's, and, and it could be different for everybody. And I want people to understand that just like perspective, just like truth, is very subjective, so is what fills our soul. And the approval and the joy comes from within. You know, we're so busy outsourcing. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I was listening to you on a podcast and I actually pulled over because I'm (laughs) using this quote and it was, Happiness is an inside job. And I think that's what you're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we spend so much time outsourcing our happiness. And yet, you know, we spend so little time within our own selves figuring out what it is that makes us happy or gives us joy and laughter um, and hope. Mm -hmm. And that's why encourage that. I encourage, you know, we are human beings, beings. We are not necessarily human doers. <laughs> right. You know, although we spend a lot of time doing, 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 um, and we're stripping ourselves. And I often say to my clients, you know, it's really not the work-life balance. It's really about the life-work balance. How, what is it about your life, even, you know, in the times of challenges that you know that fulfill you, especially during times of challenges, like when you're going through a divorce, it's, Mm -hmm. it, it has so many tentacles to it. And yet it is a part of your life. It is not the entirety and trying to look for moments of gratitude and think that things that enhance your soul. You know, and quite honestly, that's kind of a new concept to me. You know, I'm 54 years old. I think probably five years ago, I started thinking, what do I like? (laughs) You know, what, what fills me and how awesome that I'm here and I get to discover this now. So this is what I'm saying is that this book is going to help you through a divorce, but it's much more than that, Jen. And I'm so excited to get my hands on it. And there's so much goodness in it. And we are kind of running out of time, but I'm going to ask you, there were two more things I wanted to ask you about. Um, You had those, you have those great mnemonics and that there's one that's brave about Mm -hmm. skills to alleviate stress. And then there's one about, I think I want to do this one more. I want to do the 
How does one lean, L-E-A-N, into uncertainty? Okay. Well, again, that's a mnemonic phrase, and it stands for let it be, empower yourself, empower, accept, and nourish. And what I want to say to people is that the reality is that we live in uncertainty. I know we feel it more strongly when we're going through challenges, but moment to moment is not promised to us. And so when we lean into uncertainty, it's really important to understand that you may not be able to let things go. I, I have a real problem with that phrase. I think it's more realistic and more empowering to understand that sometimes we need to let things be. And we can move through them by just giving them space. Because letting go is sometimes very difficult. Too mm -hmm. difficult requires too much um, energy. So leaning into uncertainty is understanding that it's okay to let things be. Then obviously we've talked a lot about empowering. How can you empower yourself? If you're feeling down, what are some ways you can reset? Do you like music? Do you like, do you like to dance? Do you like to knit? Finding some hobbies. And you know, not everybody has passions, but everybody has curiosities. Find some things that you're curious about. Create moments of small successes for yourself, okay? Acceptance. We talked a lot about this today because it's part of the three A's framework. Sometimes things are just the way they are. Eckhart Tolle talks about the isness of the moment, right? And it may not be what we want. How do we lean into it, find some acceptance so that we can move through it, right? Mm -hmm. Being our own best self-advocate, understanding there's a saying, another mnemonic phrase that I didn't come up with but it's Geffen, G-E-F-N. It's about, it's a, it's, it focuses on being good enough for now. Mm. And then the last one, nourish. So many of us are so busy, we don't take the time. It's really about self-care. Do you eat properly? Do you exercise? Do you have enough sleep, right? Are you nourishing your brain? Are you learning, you know? And- so again, it's about creating moments of stillness with the mnemonic phrases so that you can figure out how you want to respond and react in any given situation. And that's what the lean framework is about. Thank you so much. This is all so good. Um, I just, I knew this was going to be a good one. And it was mm -hmm. even, even better than I anticipated. So now, Jen, yeah. can you tell my listeners, how can they work with you? Your book is on Amazon. I will put everything in the show notes. But how do people get a hold of Jennifer? So the book is, here it is, so people can yeah. see it. It's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I also have a very detailed website that is really helpful for people who are in the should I shouldn't die stage all the way through post-divorce and it's seekingempowerment.com. Okay. And they could always email me at Jen at seekingempowerment.com as well. 
Wonderful. Listeners, reach out to Jen, get her book. You will not be sorry. You will want to read it. So thank you so much again for being here. I truly feel blessed and appreciate it. And thank you for helping to redefine the divorce process. It takes a village. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I mean, that was so good. And I even kind of got put in the hot seat a little bit. And I am so excited to really look through her book and learn more about using empowering words. Hi, I just wanted to get in here and tell you about my parenting plan course. It can help you no matter where you live and what stage of the divorce you're in or how you're going through the divorce, or maybe even if you're already divorced or were never married. This parenting plan is here to help you parent together, even if you're not together, because we all know that that is what is best for our children. We can actually mitigate the damages that having separate parents causes children by working together. So start now, go to lisakoski.com, check out my online course. It's going to save you time and money whether you're working with a mediator, attorneys, or collaborative law attorneys, you together can have this piece of your paperwork completed on your own through my online course. Check it out now. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. We come around every week, so please hit subscribe so that you can join us each week to delve into all the topics surrounding divorce and children and doing divorce a different way. Go to lisakoski.com to connect with me. Thank you.